keys to a successful book launch on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Themes, blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers to you. To find out how Thrive Themes can turn your blog or website into a money-making work of art, go to servenomaster.com backslash Thrive Themes. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I've been helping a lot of people launch their books recently and a couple of critical keys to a successful book launch on today's episode. Recently, I've been helping more and more people put together their book launches, and I've noticed that consistently people get caught at a couple of key points, and I wanna help you overcome those stumbling blocks, those barriers before they happen. The mindset of most authors, and this is something that happens over and over again, we decide on a launch date, we decide this is the day I want my book to go live. And once we have that date in mind, it becomes this monster chasing us down a hallway. Now, I'm a big believer in setting those dates and creating a fixed moment where you're going to release your book so you don't get stuck constantly almost releasing, almost releasing and pushing your date back over and over again. I hate pushing back launch dates, even if they're just in my mind. So I'm totally with you there. But what happens is we only think about one aspect. The book isn't done. The book isn't done. And we do everything we can to get the book done. And we finish writing a couple of days before that launch date. And then suddenly we realize, oh, I've got to format this. And so on launch day, we struggle, we get it formatted. It's not perfect, but it's okay, but we release it. Or maybe it's, it's, we're happy with how it's formatted, but we get that far. And then we don't have all the other components ready. And we're kind of stuck in this moment. And we're so busy jumping for other things that we miss some really key pieces. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to be very strategic. Success on Amazon, success with anything online you have to be very methodical and very strategic. You have to be very, very careful at each piece. At least two weeks before you plan on uploading your book to Amazon, you have to start working on your cover. It will take at least a week and probably two weeks to get that design done. When you hire someone to design your cover, they know what they're doing. Every single person that I hire offers for triple the normal price to finish your cover in 24 hours. They'll move you to the front of the line. And they have this offer and it's so successful for them because most people wait way, way, way too long. They go, oh my gosh, my book's coming out in two days. I need to order a cover. And you get stuck. Now, in a previous episode, I talked all about exactly how to choose an amazing cover, design an amazing cover. So that's already something I've covered. What I'm talking about here is being strategic. I always design a cover for the book I haven't even started yet. So as I was working on the cover for breaking orbit, I began work on the cover for 20K in a day. And while working on the 20K in a day book, I began working on the cover for the next book in the series. This approach means I'm always ahead with my covers because I know for me, sometimes it takes three weeks to get a cover design exactly the way I want. I often send it back for multiple revisions. I usually hire three artists and I want to see each of their work and compare things and get different ideas. Sometimes I realize I hate an idea. The original cover for Serve No Master was totally different. 
I changed it completely because I realized a couple of weeks before launch that I hated it. And having that time is very, very critical. So even though you're caught up in writing your book and trying to finish it, and there are tons of writing contests, they're all about timeframes and stuff. It's very, very, very important for you to keep in mind that you also need to get that cover done because you can't release a book without a cover. And the cover is more important than the content anyways. People don't read the content till after they've purchased the book, but they see the cover before they've done anything. The cover is the first thing they say. People say don't judge a book by its cover, but if it's an actual book, it will be judged by its cover. The second component is just as critical. See, when you're designing the cover for a paperback book, you have to know how long the book's going to be. So it's this catch-22 we get caught in. Well, I can't design the paperback cover because I don't know how many pages the final book is going to be, and I won't know that till I finish and edit the book. So we wait to do all the cover work until we finish the book and edit the book because otherwise we can't really do anything. We get stuck there, and this is where people get stuck. What I want you to do is get the Kindle cover done, the 2D cover, just the front cover done early, early on. Getting the spine and back cover done for the paperback version later is really easy compared to the front cover. The back and side cover just have to match the front. So once the front's done, the rest of it's not so hard to do. I know that when you hire an artist, they always say, oh, for an extra 10 bucks or for an extra 20 bucks, I'll do the paperback version as well. But you don't want to do that. Don't get jump on that. Don't get excited by that. Believe me, you can message them later and they'll let you order it at the same price anyways. What you want to focus on right now is getting that front cover done. Once your book is written, once your book is edited, it's very important to format it correctly. I have tons of training, tons of material on how to format and upload to Kindle and CreateSpace in my blog. So I don't want to repeat myself over and over again, but you need to format those correctly and take that seriously. If you launch a book and it's only available in Kindle format, the longer it takes you to get the paperback format ready, the more likely your book is to fail. Now, there are books that are Kindle only that succeed. There are books that release the paperback version two months later that succeed, but they're in the minority. I want to maximize the odds of your success. So please don't skip this step. Every single person finds that formatting for Kindle, it's not so hard once you figure it out. But once you try to format for CreateSpace, it takes a whole day. When I format a book for CreateSpace by hand, it takes me sometimes three or four hours of just sitting there with a Word document, getting it perfect. Even when I format and export from Scrivener to my CreateSpace format, it still takes me a while. It still takes me a couple of hours when I do it that way as well. It's not easy to get it perfect. There's always little tweaks I want to make and there are catch little mistakes and you have to track the page numbering has to be perfect. The format has to be perfect. You want stuff on the left page or the right page. All that stuff you really have to pay attention to. Formatting for CreateSpace is not easy, but it's critical. Right now, about 40% of the money coming in from Amazon is coming in from CreateSpace. My paperbacks are pushing up. Right now, paperback versions for me are selling really, really well. So I want you to think about that. If you were going to make $10,000 a month by not having the CreateSpace version, you knock yourself down to $6,000. But that's not actually true. There are people that will not buy the Kindle version of a book that doesn't have a paperback version. They look at the book, they say, oh, there's no paperback version. This isn't a real book. And you'll lose another 10 to 20% of your sales. So now from $10,000, you've knocked yourself down to $4,000. And I know you're going to say to yourself, oh, well, you know, I'll just do it later. And do you get into the procrastination dance. I'm just telling you, you're hurting yourself. If you don't have the paperback version. It will push your conversion numbers down. It will push down the number of people who visit your page and then buy any version of the book dramatically. You'll lose about 50 to 60% of your conversions, which means Amazon will hate you. When Amazon decides they don't like your book, they will destroy you. And the Amazon algorithm is merciless. Amazon is not your friend. Amazon is not your ally. Amazon is in the business of selling books. You get one shot to demonstrate that your book is going to be a success. And when you blow that, Amazon starts 
adding negative marks in the back end to your book. They start saying, this isn't a tier one book. This is a tier two book. And after a couple of weeks, they'll knock you down to tier three and tier four. This is why you'll notice some books that are failing, you'll see that they don't, do, they don't sell very many copies, but they're ranked like 100,000 or 200,000. Then you'll see other books that are ranked like 5 million. That means they sell maybe a copy a year or maybe a copy every three or four years. Amazon hates those books. And that's why it pushes them to the very, very bottom because they messed around with these key steps. So you get your cover done right, get your paperback version done right. Take it seriously. It's just as important. I can't reiterate how important it is for you to take every step in this process seriously. You absolutely need to have your cover done right. You need to get your paperback version done right. And yes, once you have the paperback version, you can then go back and order or get the full paperback cover done. So you have to go back and forth and do those steps. That's why you want to get everything done in advance. Your book should really be finished two weeks before you want to launch it. The next step that's critical is taking your review process seriously. When your book goes live, you launch it at 99 cents following my very simple launch template. You have one to two weeks to gather as many reviews as you can. What I'm noticing is that even when I tell people how important it is, most people's strategy, no matter what I say, is to ask their friends or friends or friends for reviews. Now, here's the problem with that. Amazon is smarter than you. Amazon is always checking to see if you are being naughty. Now, if two people, if two authors read each other's books and review each other's books randomly, in general, most of the time, Amazon will delete those reviews. Amazon assumes, even if it's totally innocuous, that it's not because so many people do review swaps. The second problem is that Amazon tracks IPs and tracks Facebook activity. If you're Facebook friends with someone, there's a very good chance their review of your book will disappear. If you're Facebook friend of a friend, the review still might disappear. So asking your friends, asking your friends' friends, asking people that you know in your social circle for reviews, more and more Amazon is fighting against this. And this is something that other platforms are having a problem with. The same problem is happening with IMDb, which does movie rankings. If you see an independent movie and you look at the rankings, sometimes it'll have under a thousand reviews, but it'll be like nine stars. And that's a sign that the people who worked on the movie all left reviews. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, right? People allowed to leave reviews. And most people say, I worked on this movie. Here's my thoughts. I don't have a problem with that. But a lot of people are noticing that and it's affecting the trust for IMDb. So anytime I see less than a thousand reviews, I don't believe the reviews are real. We learn to mentally discount what we think of as fake reviews or pseudo reviews or untrustworthy reviews. And in the same way, Amazon and these other systems are trying to catch them through their own mechanics. The review part of the process is so critical. Every review you get that's real, the longer the reviews you get, the more serious the people who write the reviews are, the more successful your book will be. Just asking your fans for reviews, that's fine, okay? It's a great baseline. But I have other podcasts, blog episodes, I have a blueprint, I have my entire course where I teach over 30 different ways of getting reviews. Go back to that previous podcast episode and listen to it about how to get reviews. There's a reason I made that episode. There's a reason I share so many different methods. I don't hide all of my methods just in my training courses. You absolutely must approach as many people in as many different ways as possible to get reviews. That's what separates books that shoot into the stratosphere from books that do okay for a couple weeks and then disappear. You have to get your systems in place and they have to be absolutely frosty. They need to be perfect. There's nothing more important to Amazon than getting reviews. And they have to be recent. Amazon is all about what have you done for me lately? 
screwing around with that process. And I understand the things that we get busy, right? We're busy with life and we're busy with other things. And we're just so excited that a book is out that we only think about getting it out there and selling copies. And those things do not matter for the first couple of weeks. All that matters for the first two weeks of your book is you have to fight and bleed to get more reviews. Anytime you play around with it or don't take it very seriously, your book will suffer. And that's a really big problem. If you wait more than a month to be serious about reviews, it's probably too late. In order to save a book, once your book's been out for more than a month and you haven't done this, it's a whole different ballgame. You have to go into a massive revitalization campaign, which is about three times more work and costs a lot more money. You have a, the first chance is your best chance to do really well. If you don't take it seriously and you come back later and you got to do it, it's going to be a lot harder. And I find it very painful and very sad when people miss tiny steps and that's why their book is suffering. It doesn't matter how tough a category is. It doesn't matter how tough the competition is or how many books out there in the competition. There's always an opportunity if you follow the steps correctly. So once you go through the review process, and this process is very important, this process, all you're measuring is reviews. Don't worry about sales. Don't worry about traction. This is not when I push for sales. I don't want you to do that. This is not the phase for that. When you first launch your book, Focus on reviews and nothing else. When you first launch your book, don't tell anyone you know about it. Keep it a secret because it's not really a proper launch. A proper launch is where you have a book deal and you got paid thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in advance. That's one type of book launch. We're not doing that. What you're trying to do, what you want to do is get the word out there about your book at the right time. So even if your book is live on Amazon for those first two weeks, focus on getting out as many review copies as you can. Send review copies to anyone who will accept one. Some people will write you a review two days later. Some people will never write you a review. And some people will take six months or a year. I just got a review from someone I sent a free copy to six months ago. And that's fine. It's no problem for me. That's why I send out so many copies. If you can send out a thousand free copies to people that all say, yeah, I'd be willing to do a review. That's what you should do. Probably 5% of them will do it. But you'll end up with 50 solid reviews. And that's really, really valuable. That's your baseline. Once you have that stack of reviews, then you begin to think about the process of the full launch. But unless your book has really solid reviews, unless you have your multiple versions, unless your cover is amazing, your book's not ready for prime time. Skip any of those steps, screw around with any of those steps, and it's going to get harder and harder. Just as critical, the fourth element that I want to talk about today is the book description. For some reason, after the cover, the number one area that people phone it in, authors phone it in, is in the book description. And you can tell immediately. And I'll tell you right now, my book descriptions aren't good enough. I'm constantly redoing mine, constantly improving mine, constantly tweaking the HTML because they need to be better and better. And I believe that my covers and my descriptions can always be better. I'm a really big believer in tweaking the copy, kind of improving things. And I believe I really need to do some stuff to improve the descriptions of a few of my books. I'm going to go through this week or next week and redo them again. And I redo my descriptions at least once a year. Now I'm trying to do them every three months and keep improving. And that's the mindset you have to have to stay ahead. See, when you redo the whole description, someone who saw your book before and didn't buy it and they see a new description, you get a second bite of the apple. Why turn that down? So what you want to do is be very, very serious about your book description. First of all, it needs to be more than a paragraph. If you write a one paragraph description, if you write just a couple of sentences and you just throw them together because you want to get your book up there, you're going to have to redo it. Amazon is so generous. They let you redo the description as much as you want. And you can redo it every couple of hours. 
You redo it, it goes through their check process, and three or four hours later, it'll be live on the website. When I first launch a book, one of the reasons I don't want to tell anyone about it is so that I can make these changes without feeling weird. See, if you know your friends are looking at the page, changing the description makes it feel like, oh, they've already seen it. I don't want to change it. I don't want to lose my credibility. These thoughts enter your mind, and you don't want those there. What you want to do is simply focus on getting the listing perfect. The listing, your page on Amazon, is not a description, is not a catalog page. It is a sales page. I want you to think about, when you think about a catalog, think about that catalog they give away in planes. I forget what it's called. It's the duty-free, they have a duty-free catalog, and they have one called like Sky, not Sky Scanner, Sky Tracks. I don't know. I know I should probably remember the name, but it's the airplane magazine that's filled with expensive stuff, and it's the airplane catalog. Now, you look at that, and you think, oh, this catalog is curated. It's a list of things that are really cool. That is 100% wrong. That is not how that catalog is put together. People fight to get into that catalog. They get one shot, and then based on their performance, they get to stay in there or they're gone by the next month. The only things that go in there are things that sell. And every page in there, every word in there is written and described to sell each product. It's not to inform. The purpose of your Amazon sales page is not to inform. It's not to describe. It is to sell. It is copywriting and it is critical. And when you're writing that description, you always want to think, so what? This is a book about learning yoga. So what? This is a book that will allow you to learn yoga even if it's scary or even if you're in bad shape. So what? This is a book that will allow you to start losing weight and feeling attractive again. So what? This is a book that will let you see your shoes again. This is a book that will let you start to feel like you're in control of your life. Are you tired of feeling like the fat kid that gets picked last in high school PE? Yes, everyone is. This book is here to help you cure that feeling and make that go away forever. That's what I get to when I so what myself over and over and over again about a yoga book, okay? And I use yoga a lot as my example. There's lots of other examples we can do, but that's what you really want to do. And not only do you need to write a really brilliant description, you also need to format it, and that means using HTML. And I've posted links about uh, writing descriptions before, and I can't express how important this is. When people are deciding if they're going to write your book, they read your book, uh, buy your book, they read the description. Who wouldn't? So you have to be serious about the description. You can't screw around with it. So after you write an amazing description, you have to also format it well. And I really recommend that you just find a book that's formatted perfectly, that you think is formatted really, really well, and copy the way they've done it. Copy their structure from their H1 and H2 headline tags all the way down to which word they bold, which word they italics, and which word they underline. Get a feel for how they organize stuff. You want to use all of those elements to make your description look really, really good. And yes, this is one thing you can wait until after you launch to do, but you have to take care of it right away. While you're getting all those reviews, constantly rework and redo your description. If you get stuck, if you get frozen by something else happening in your life and one of these steps isn't finished, you're going to notice some really tough stuff coming down the pipeline. If you don't do these steps properly at the very beginning of releasing your book, your book is probably going to die. It doesn't matter how much effort you put in. If your book doesn't have enough reviews, if your book doesn't have a really solid description, if your book doesn't have traction right out the gate, going through the launch phase doesn't matter. None of that will matter. There's nothing you can do. I don't want that to happen to you. So please take your book launches seriously. Don't skip phases. I know that we can get very distracted by life. I know that it's always other things going on. And some of the things I'm working on, that's exactly what happens. But please don't let that happen to you because all that's going to happen is disappointment. The effort of writing the book is about 1% of the deciding factor in whether or not the book succeeds. 
the quality of the book is actually so unimportant. And I know it hurts to hear that. It took me a long time to learn this lesson. This is the final lesson I'll share with you today. When I first got into online marketing and building stuff, I was a product creator. People approached me to write books and I'm still very heavily on that side of the market. And I can tell you right now, that's always been my greatest weakness. See, the product doesn't matter if it doesn't sell. The product is irrelevant. The infomercial is everything. Traffic and conversion are 10 times more important than product creation, at least. I've been working very hard for the last two and a half, three years to get really good at copywriting, to get better and better at copywriting, and to continue to get better at traffic because they're more important. And this applies to your book right now. It doesn't matter if you write the best book in the world if no one reads it. And no one will read it until you do these other parts, right? Until you get those reviews, until you get those descriptions, until you get the cover perfect, all those pieces, until you get those other formats. You have to get those done right so that people can even see your book to find out if it's good. Your book won't get a chance otherwise. Most books, they miss these four critical components and they fail, even if they're great books. I know a lot of people that are better writers than me that put out better books than me. No one sees them and no one ever will because they don't take these parts seriously. And so from the bottom of my heart, I beg you, when you release your book, be very serious about these pieces. The more seriously you take these little pieces, the more money your books will make. When a book is properly launched, when you follow these steps, even if you stop right at the end of this podcast episode and never do anything else, if you get a great cover, get multiple formats, get some really good reviews to launch the book and write an amazing and beautiful description, the book will sell for years. You'll make money from it forever. You won't make a lot, but you'll make a lot more than anyone else. And that's really key. That's really, really what you want. And so I'm trying to put you in that position. Please take your book launch seriously. Please take the preparation seriously. Yes, I know it's your baby and writing your book and releasing it's really important. That's great. But you wrote a book because you want people to read it. And I'm sorry to break the bad news, but the book description, the cover, the content of that sales page is all more important than the book. See, you're probably only going to get one review out of every 100 readers anyways. And so unless you do these other pieces first, you'll be lucky to generate 100 reviewers. And nobody who doesn't know the author, who doesn't know the book, sees a book with one review for five stars. That's two or three sentences. This was a pretty good book. I thought it was pretty sweet. No one's going to buy your book off based on that. We have to do better. And I want you to succeed. And that's why I'm sharing all this critical information. And if you use these five key principles, if you understand exactly what I'm sharing with you, you can launch a very, very successful book. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.